Good morning, Yegwe. Uh, like Robert said, uh, uh, Gateway has done uh, uh, so much for uh, the branch and the ministry that we're carrying uh, on uh, in the Twin Cities. And I am uh, greatly um, indebted to Pastor Paul, his family, and the church uh, for all you have done in the past, including personal uh, uh, need that was met by Gateway. Uh, a few years back, I had my uh, cataract surgery because of the help that gateway extended, so I, uh, I have uh, personally benefited from your assisting uh, our ministry in, in uh, Minneapolis area. And I'm also thankful for the branch people that are here and the people that are from Resurrection uh, Lutheran Church. They've been traveling from Monticello all the way down to Minneapolis to support us and to be with us. Thank you very much. Without further ado, because I only have 30 minutes, and 30 minutes at the branches is just an introduction time. So I really got a cruise for, uh, to be able to communicate uh, the, the gospel within that short time. What is in my heart this morning is uh, I, I titled my message, The Natural Walk of the Supernatural Life. I really want you to pay attention on the title and also the message that the Lord wants to impart to us this morning. Because uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry was stressing the, the fact that uh, Christianity is a supernatural religion or, or a faith relationship with the almighty God. But at the same time, Jesus Christ was in, in impressing on the people that he was serving that that supernatural element should be, uh, come to a certain degree of uh, naturalness as we walk out our Christian walk. But it is unfortunate in the Christian world that uh, even us Christians consider the Christian life such a supernatural uh, uh, element that we never practice it as natural. It, does it, it doesn't really come out as a natural process of our lives as we engage on day-to-day -day -day life with people that are around us. So I, I am really uh, uh, delivering this message under the unction of the Holy Spirit after praying over it many, many times. So just to give a, a little flavor to our missions conference, I'm going to be reading our two texts from the Oromo language, and you will follow up with, uh, from uh, your English uh, translation. Our, my first reading will be from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. That will be our foundational verses and then I'll jump over to Genesis chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. Like I said, I'm going to be reading from uh, I found Oromo Bible, so uh, it will naturally sound a little bit different to you. That, that's what mi missions means. That's how you get the taste without going overseas. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. Isini ifabi yalafati. Mandari to Lugubat Ijaramte, Okachu Hindandesu, Homtinu Ipsak of Sise, Gubo Jalahin Kau, Batu Ipsagaka Amale, Ipsichi Manakesa Kanjuran Huntumatif in Ipsa, Namuni Hoji Kesen Isagari Argani, Abakesen Isawak Aga, Ulfina Akakinanif, Isin Kesan Ifnikesen, Akumakanati, Namota Dorati, Ha ifu jet in. 
Genesis chapter 1, 16 to 18. Genesis 1, 16 through 18. Wakayo if sota good daughter lamatolche in nitalu guya in ni isagat in natumo halkan abu akka gotatangote or jotas in tolche. Wakayo akka isan lafagati if saniti banti wakati isan kae. Please pay special attention to verse 17. I'm going to be stressing on that uh, as we develop in, uh, in the message. Wakayo akka isan lafagati if sanif banti wakaga isan kae. Guya if a guya fi halkan abo akka isan kabatanif. If have dukanas akka isan gagbasanif inni achi isan kae. Kunis gari akka tee wakayo hinarge. Amen. Undoubtedly, the message of uh, missions is the heartbeat of heaven. From uh, the text that uh, was read for us earlier in the worship from Isaiah chapter 6, after the divine encounter of Isaiah with the Almighty God, high and lifted up, the message that the Lord asked, God asked Isaiah, was uh, the, 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 the heartbeat of heaven. He says, who shall go for us? The message of heaven, the question heaven has for us this morning is this. Who shall go for us? We have a mission to cover. The earth needs to be reclaimed. Redemption needs to go to the end of the world. I have business to accomplish, God says. But within that uh, business, I want to employ all of you as a church. This is where I stand a lot different from a lot of people that believe in mission. In my understanding, after struggling what message to bring to Gateway, the Lord, I think, has given me enlightenment in my spirit as a difference between uh, a first paradigm of missions that we do a lot uh, sending. That, that uh, came out of the, the question that God was asking, who shall I send? So mission normally has become about sending, which is wonderful. Because Paul says without being sent, no one can hear the gospel. So that's the foundation and the beginning point of missions. But the Lord God never intended for the, for the body of Christ just to stress on the point of sending with disconnection to the people that are sent, in us, uh, you know, somebody standing uh, on the pulpit and asking us to support and asking us to be part of it. The newer paradigm is that the church itself is the mission, not the mission field, but missionaries. Everyone sitting here is a missionary. In God's idea. Because the church needs to rise up to the level that it naturally becomes a missionary. Not by thinking, not by vocation, but by just a day-to-day -day life becomes a missionary endeavor. 
If you, if you hear the, the, the teaching of Jesus Christ, that's why I selected that particular verse from, from Matthew. Jesus is saying that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Not the, 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 the ones that are sent, they are also the light of the world, but not, not them alone. We as a body of Christ is the light of the world. Because of my time, I'm going to really, you know, I don't have to, uh, uh, the luxury of breaking it down. But I'm just going to bring it to two, two main things from, from that scripture. Jesus says that there are two things that are vitally important in order for church to become the light of the world. One is the intensity of the lighting body. Hallelujah. The intensity that you have matters. The second, he says, is that the elevation on which that body is placed. You could have a light and hide it somewhere. It, it does not have the liberty to light the, the, the room. Though you have the light itself giving you know, to the most of its, its ability, the, life is, uh, the, the light is not benefiting anyone around it because of the lack of elevation. So Jesus Christ says these two things need to happen in the life of believer. You need to have the, the capacity to light and also be elevated to the place where you have influence in the area of darkness that is surrounding you. Hallelujah. So in, the, in Genesis uh, uh, account, the Lord God, after creating these two giant lights, it says that he put it, put them in heavenly body to light where? Come on, come on, help me out. Not in heaven, on earth. Look at the elevation that God wanted to have with the light. He took them, put them in heavenly places. That is loaded. That term heavenly place, God put it in heavenly places. Loaded with a lot of revelation for us. Because the heavenly, you remember Colossians chapter 3 says that even though you live here on earth, let your mind beware. On the right hand of God the Father. So as you elevate your life up to heavenly mindset, hallelujah. Is anybody here in the house today? As you elevate your life up to the standard of what God has done for you, the price that Jesus Christ has paid and made you to be, then that elevation will increase your intensity in lighting around your, your, your dark uh, uh, area, your mission field. Hallelujah. But what we have lost as a church is how do we do that? Year after year we come to church. I am to be blamed. And this is what I always preach in the, at the branch. I grew up in the church. I was born in the church. Knee high, sitting on my mom's knees in the church. But year after year I listen to preaching. Year after year I go to Bible studies. Yet none of my light will be shining to my neighborhood. My life is always self-centered. It's me. What can God do for me? That's why I come to church. But we could have a, a, a time of gathering where we can send missionaries. 
And then from uh, 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 time to time, they, they write back and they let us know what's happening. And we pray above. Our... But, but Jesus is saying that there's got to be more than that. Hallelujah. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be the church needs to elevate herself. The church needs to come to a higher level where missionary endeavors becomes natural. Are you with me tonight, this morning? Hallelujah. So how do we get there? I'm just going to read a scripture from the 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 13. Please pay attention on, on, on this scripture. This is the story of uh, David after, after becoming king. Uh, based on the, 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 the promise he had with uh, uh, Jonathan, seeking Jonathan's seed to promote. And then I'm just going to jump into verse 13. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate at the king's table regularly. Hallelujah. Come on, give him glory. He ate at the king's table how many times? Regularly, and what look, 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 look at the description of the scripture, so vivid. But it says, Now he was lame in both feet. Hallelujah! Most of the time, what is keeping us from shining is the lameness in both of our feet. Hello, 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 hello. The scripture is clear to tell, to tell us that you're lame. Never gives you a bad description or a misconception idea. For You don't get that from the reading the scripture. The scripture tells you clearly, unequivocally, that you're lame in both feet. So when God is asking you, let's do missions, come on my side. He's not counting on your ability to run. Because he knows you're lame. Hallelujah. But the good news is you could be lame and still eat at the king's table. Glory to God. Come on. Come on, give him. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Today, whatever condition you are in, whatever condition the world is telling you you are in, whatever sickness you've been carrying, the Lord with open hand is inviting you to come and eat at his table. Because where you eat and where you partake from determines your ability to shine. I will repeat that. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. What determines your intensity and elevation to be able to do missions in your life depends on whose table you're eating from. Hallelujah. If you're not eating at the right table... None, no con, uh, conviction, no persuasion from the pulpit is going to change your life. No one. The Lord Jesus could be standing on here and preaching to you. You would be the same way. So don't blame the pastors, us. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about us. It is about what table you are partaking from. Hallelujah. So today the Lord is, wants to invite you to elevate yourself from the, from the earthly table to the kingly table so that you can start. I, I am 100% convinced that the Holy Spirit is going to do some mighty work today here in this place. Mighty work, hallelujah. Mighty work. 
Because earlier when we worshiped, it was us giving God something in our worship. But in preaching, it's God giving his all to us. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe, give him a hand. When the word is preached, it's as if the Lord is putting you in his own scope of uh, aiming. He's shooting that lively word into your heart. So the ministry of the word is what God has for us, for the church. So I believe when we pray, the Lord is going to break so many bondages from our, from our lives. But quickly, there are three transitions, three dietary laws in the scripture that elevates our intensity in life. The first one is to partake from the table of angels. Come on, write it down. Partaking from the table of angels. Psalm chapter 78, verse 25. Man did, did eat the bread of what? Angels. He sent them abundant of food. Man ate from the table of who? Man ate angelic food. Look at the elevation God is doing to his slave people that just came out of slavery 430 years. Their idea is just to be free from, from a serving Pharaoh. But God says, I have a better plan for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I deliver you, I deliver you so you can partake from the angelic food. Your intensity will be magnified and maximized because of where you are partaking from. What is that angelic food? We know it to be manna. Remember what the Lord Jesus Christ said about manna. He said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, but they died. The true angelic food, heaven food that you need to partake from is who? Hallelujah. Come on. This angelic table is a table of fellowship. It's a table of, a table of fellowship, regular fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people that are coming to church every day, every week of, uh, of the month, in the year. But they are having hard time relating to the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't have a personal connection to, to, to him. Listen, 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 please. Where was this table set in the history of Israelites? It wasn't in, the, in, 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 the, in, in Egypt where there were slaves. Neither it wasn't in the promised land where they were free. They could do anything. In fact, the Bible says that as soon as they entered the promised land, what happened? Manna stopped. Hello, hello, hello. Come on, come on. This is the heart. If I lose you here. I really don't want to lose you here. This is the heart of the message because where was the, the table set? That's why we miss it. The angelic table was set in the wilderness. It was in the wilderness. And one thing in the Christian living, what we hate the most is the wilderness. That's why we fail to shine. Okay. All right. Jeremiah, this will convince you. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 2. God 
proclaimed in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, I remember concerning you the devotion of your youth, the love of your betrothal, you following after me in the wilderness through the land unsown. Have you ever wondered what the Lord thinks about you on a daily basis? This is what he thinks about you. He says, so-and-so, I miss you. I miss your devotions in the wilderness. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, let me try this out. His message to you, he sent me to tell you this. His message to you is, how can I get you back in the wilderness so you can sit on the table with me? The church in the West is departing from this. We are departing from this. But the Lord is asking, look, so look at the plan of the Almighty God. Jeremiah, Hosea chapter 2, verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak to her heart. Speak to her heart. What's the, the voice of the Lord Jesus, uh, the, uh, the Almighty God? The Bible tells us the voice of God, the word of God was Jesus Christ. It's the manna. So how can I feed you the manna? It's when I allure you back into the wilderness and you sit down there and listen to me. Then I have that table of fellowship for you. Then you rise up and you are able to shine. If you take it, please. If you, if, you, if, you, if you receive the word, if you receive the word, the Lord is saying that I will attract you into the wilderness. That's where I set the table for you. The second one is the table of priest. This is a table of sanctification. Matthew chapter 12, verse 3 and 4. But he said unto, unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered? And they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat. Hallelujah! Come on, give him praise. It was unlawful for him to eat. He was protected. He was denied that right because he was not a priest. But he wanted to go higher. He wanted to go farther than who he is. Hallelujah. So he went to the priest and said, do you have anything to eat? And the priest could have said, no, David, you know the law, the, the rule. You know the law. You do not partake from this whole bread. But Jesus Christ said they never said that to David. They gave him, him in the people that were with him. By eating that, David, even though he was running from Saul for his life, he had a sanctification connection with his master. Hallelujah. So he was able to shine even in the wilderness when Saul was after his track. And he was saying to his soul, when, 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 when? One of these days I'm going to die. But he, he never stopped shining because he partook from that table. The Lord is inviting you today. You can go beyond who you are, beyond what the world tells you, beyond what you are telling yourself. 
Hallelujah. David partook from the priestly table. Therefore, the Bible says that he was elevated. Third, the table of children. I think I got a few minutes. The table of children. Matthew chapter 15, verse 26 to 28. But he answered and said, it is not me to, tell, to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, true, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the, uh, the, their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee. Hallelujah. Your needs are met because you are able to stretch your faith hand and take it from the table of children. What was the table of children? Healing. Healing, the Bible says. The Lord is saying healing does not belong to you right now. You are outside of, uh, of uh, the, the, uh, uh, the timetable of God. At this very moment, I came for the Jews, not for dogs like you. But she said, I cannot wait. That's a problem, Master. I can't wait for that time to come. But I have faith to transport myself, hallelujah, into the time that I can receive that healing from you. And the Lord said, great is your faith, woman. Go home. It's done for you. How do you shine? How do you shine? What is the light that we're talking about here? The light we are talking about is the light that is induced by Jesus Christ inside us. But how do you shine to your area? What is it? How, how does it transfer into missions? This light we are talking about is making the difference by being different. Making a difference by, by being different. Jesus said, let all see the good works that you do and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. This morning, the Lord wants to partake with all of us. I really believe that those who are sick in this building today could eat from the table of the children. I really believe that. The reason why I believe this is because the, whole, the, the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to shine. The Lord Jesus Christ himself wants you to represent the kingdom. Not because of my prayer or the prayer that the, the people that are here. But he himself wants you to shine. That's why he is willing to touch your body. To give you the bread of the children. Healing. The bread of the priest. Fellowship, sanctification, the bread of angels, closeness with him. For the days to come, that when you walk into your, your, your vocation, Monday through Friday, and you start shining because of what the Lord has done inside you, because you have a close uh, friend, a God that can walk with you. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is ready to unleash. The true missions ministry to me is the mending of the heart. 
That is my calling. That is my calling and that's what I do. Remember when the apostles were called, some of them are doing what? They were mending their nets. Without mending your net, you can't catch any fish. They were mending it. My calling is to mend the church. Hallelujah. Now we can catch more fish and become great missionaries in our own capacity. Can we stand to our feet and let's, let's pray. I just want to take a few minutes to pray. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. I'm going to ask you today to, to participate in faith with the word that the Lord unleashed. Tell, you, tell to yourself and determine in your heart that I am going to rise above where I am right now. Because of what the Lord Jesus has pro pro provided for me, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to partake from angelic food, the tables of angels. I'm going to participate from the tables of the priest. I'm going to participate especially here this morning from the table of children. That bread of healing belongs to me because he has paid for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we, we trust you. We, we trust you, you to come down in this place and do your work. Yes, God. We trust you, hallelujah. Yes, we Lord. trust you, Lord. We trust you because you and your word are the same. You are like your word, Lord. Amen. We can stand on the truth of that word. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we receive yes. that bread of healing. In our bodies, in the name of Jesus, yes, in this Lord. auditorium. Lord, move. Move in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Touch everyone that is in need of healing tonight, this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch their body. Yes, Lord, bring those who have been pushed away from you. Pull them in to the table of fellowship. To the table that you... They can enjoy your embrace this morning in this place, Lord. Yes. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Release your mighty power, Lord. Touch their hearts. Pull them in. We agree, Lord. We pray for Gateway to be transformed in the name of Jesus. To the degree that, hallelujah, everyone that is hearing the voice of my, uh, under my voice, Lord, Everyone who has heard these words will continuously trust you to rise up to the level that they can shine yes. brighter and their elevation will be higher and higher by the days. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the mighty work that you have done.